I'm going to open up in prayer before we get into the word. Lord, we thank you for your word that is sharper than any two edges. Lord, your word that is active, that is living, your word that is our inheritance. We thank you, Lord, that your for your word is powerful, that you are, exalt your word even higher than your name. So we thank you, Lord, for your word that com- will come forth tonight, that there will be the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that people will have the um, revelation of praise, the weapon of praise in their lives, and that even from this we will see testimonies by the end of this week in jesus mighty name amen, amen. you want me to start um anyways we'll be talking about praise because that's what the month of february is um is talking about praise and even this morning pastor miranda was going through um even all the scriptures and all of that and um i just wanted to read out of hebrews 13 15 oh you have it okay through him, Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Through him, then let us continually up offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Keep going. I think that's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But it's even there it says, Let us offer up a sacrifice of praise. Which is the did you read the fruit of our lips? Yeah. Okay, which is the fruit of our lips, and that's what praise is. Praise is the fruit of our lips. You see in Proverbs 18, 21, it says that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And so when we praise God, even in the beginning of the um, creation, God spoke everything into existence. He created us in the same image, and that we have the same power, and that our words can create. And so even when I praise, we can create things with that. And even this um, story that I, or the testimony that I shared this morning about um, praising God for the um, the money that will come in just for so I could go on a weekend and, and God wants to bless you God wants to give you even most things that the littlest things that you desire he wants to give you those things but it was because I chose to praise instead of grumble that oh I'm don't even have this money I don't have the money for this but I chose to praise and that's what brought that in that's what um even with that I didn't even ask I went into I went to God and I asked him Lord I thank you that these things will come I want this I was and I thank you that I will see these things happen and then I think even the next day, my mom asked me for um, my account number for my bank in Hawaii, and she was like, can I have it? And so I gave it to her, and then like an hour or so after, there was like $300 that was just deposited in our account, and I didn't even ask them. They didn't know anything about my heart's desires, and it was the Lord, because when you praise, it will make things happen. It will create things that you are believing for. Amen? It's the, yeah, praise is the way to our breakthrough. You know, when we give God thanks, when we thank God for the things he's given us, that's when we see breakthrough happen. That's when we see things break through, break through in our life. You know, just even thinking back on this year with uh, this whole flu thing going around, I remember coming into the beginning of this and hearing people talk about it at work and everything, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to get it. So the very first thing I started doing is thanking God that I have the Holy Spirit in me. I don't have disease. I don't carry sickness. It breaks off of my life, and I thank God for it. And I work in a social working field. You know, I'm around kids all day. I'm around kids that, you know, again, they're all sick. Everyone at work is sick. Everyone took off one day at least at our office, but not me. And it's not a coincidence 
Because, you know, if you're around people that are sick, naturally your first reaction is, okay, now I'm going to get it too. But when you carry the Holy Spirit inside of you, and when you thank God for the healing, and when you place action on in a demand on the Word of God, that's when you begin to see breakthrough in your life. And I begin to praise God. I thank God for the work He already done. I thank God for the healing. You have to begin to apply praise and, and make it an action in your life to see breakthrough happen. It's not even it's not even the songs that we sing and I know we everybody touched on this but it's not the songs that we sing it comes from the abundance of our heart it's what we have in our heart will come forth so if you have um, things that you want to be thankful for that will come out if you're um, dwelling on depression you're, you're in depression you're in that then that's what will come out what you have a, an abundance in your heart of will come forth will come out of you because out of the abundance of your heart you're mouth will speak and that's what the word of God says and so if you have an abundance of thankfulness in your heart then that's will come out that will come out even you see back in the Old Testament when the Israelites was inside of um, in the desert and they um they got out of the um of out of Egypt they got out of captivity but they kept murmuring they kept grumbling about oh I should have just went back we should just go back but the Lord was bringing them out of something he brought them out of something and they kept uh, murmuring and and then they didn't even see the promise and they didn't see the vision that God has set forth for them because of their unthankfulness but when you have a heart of thankfulness you will see the very things that you're believing for come to pass hallelujah yeah, and you can't take the mentality of what happens, happens, and, and God will make it happen. <laughs> you have to begin to place a demand. You have to begin to put thanks. For example, when Jesus calmed the sea, the disciples were screaming, and they were all frantic. But Jesus went out of the boat and said, peace be still. He applied an action to and spoke the word. You have to begin to speak what God says. It has to come from a heart of thankfulness. Like the Israelites, they grumbled and they complained against God. And God was about ready to wipe them out. He was about ready to kill them all. You know, that's pretty angry. But Moses interceded for them. But when we offer up a sacrifice of praise and thank God, watch what he'll do in your life instead. It's not about what, how we feel at the moment. Praise is not about how my emotions are or the situation I'm dealing with. Everyone has circumstances, but it's what we do in those circumstances that determine our destiny. If we choose to praise, if we choose to thank God in the hard situations, he's going to make something happen. He's not going to let his children, he's not going to forsake his children, and he's not going to see his seed begging for bread. You have to begin to thank God in the time of trouble. And look, he says, he is your help in time of present trouble. He is there for you. He is wanting to pull you out. But you have to place a demand on something, and you have to go to God and thanksgiving and praise. Amen. Um, if you can turn with me to Psalm 76.1. In Psalm 76, when it says, God is renowned in Judah. In Israel, his name is great. And even in that, I remember Pastor Miranda um, studying that out, and I remember her teaching that um, very verse right there, and it says, God is renowned in Judah. And if you translate the word Judah, it is praise. In our praise, God is renowned. In our praise, God is manifested. In our praise, everything that God is, his characteristics, everything that his word says is manifested. Even tonight, you could see the praise, uh, in, even as we praise, Praise God. The things that we saw, you, 
there's the word of God says that there's freedom in his presence. There's fullness of joy in his presence. So everything that you need is found in the presence of God. It's not in this world. It's not in your husband. It's not in your wife. It's in the presence of God where you will find everything that you need. And so even in the scripture, it says God is renowned in Judah. God is made known in our presence, praises. And even... um. I know everybody was talking about Psalms, um, shared that scripture too. Psalms 22.3, it says, God, God dwells in the praises of his people, the praises of Israel. And that's what happens. God comes and he dwells. It, he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Yeah. And even in praise and worship, sometimes I've been in services where I don't particularly like the songs that are being sang, but it doesn't matter how I feel about something. I might be having a down day. I may not like a certain song, but you have to press on because there's breakthrough in it. You know, there I can think of a church now that I don't particularly care for a style of music, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to press in. As long as it's not depressing, that doesn't mean that's not going to hold me back. And I've had times where I've thanked God and got down on my hands and knees. And it's been the music I may not even care for, but because I'm placing a demand on God. And I'm choosing to go through out of my flesh to thank God for something. He's still going to intervene. Our flesh is how we feel. It's our spirit that connects with God, not our flesh. If it was our flesh, we'd never get anywhere. Our spirit has to connect to God. And that doesn't mean that we sit there and wait on God to move. We have to begin to press in to God's presence. We have to press in to the Holy Spirit. That's when we see things happen. That's when we see breakthrough. Because if we're sitting here waiting on the move of the Spirit but never doing anything ourselves, it'll never happen. You have to press into the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way He comes down. He is enthroned upon our praises. He's enthroned upon our praises. If we don't praise, He's not enthroned. The Bible says, if you do not praise Him, the rocks will cry out. And I'm not going to let a rock take my place. <laughs> I'm not going to let a mindless rock that sits there move before I move. I'm not going to let a rock sit there and do something that I'm not willing to do for God. I have a lot to be thankful for. You don't know where God's brought me from. I thank God for where he's taken me. He's brought me out of the pit. He saved me. And you have to begin to thank God. No and it's never something we carry a prideful attitude about because once we do that, we'll see ourselves fall back. We have to constantly be in a place of thanksgiving and praise to God. He has done so much in our lives. That's why it's so important. And even, I want to even touch back on the sacrifice of praise. Our praise shall never portray our current circumstance. It shall always portray what we are about to see, the breakthrough that we are about to see. And I just want to, um, can you turn with me to Joshua 6? And this is when they went into um, Jericho and they took that city. And the Lord, um, the Lord told them to walk around the city seven times, or for seven days. And I want to start with um, verse 15. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak, at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day 
they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab and the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared, because she hid the spies we sent. And that was before they even took the city. That was before the walls even came down. And even today, I was sitting in my seat there, and that kind of like um, was a revelation to me that even before the walls came down, even before our breakthrough came, they said that they had the city, that the city was theirs. And it might have not looked like that in the current circumstance, but the city was theirs because the Lord promised that to them. The Lord promised so much things to us from the word of God. The word, even in the word, it says that the word of God is our inheritance. Everything that the word says belongs to us, but it is our um, duty and our, um, if we want to see that things manifested in our life, we have to be the ones to go and dig and read. And so even that, it says that they shouted before they even took the city and I'm going to keep on reading on verse 18. It says, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword to the Lord, and dis oh, with the sword, every little thing, living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. And so even that's what praise does. Even there, they shouted, and the Lord gave them the victory. Victory. They went in, and they took that city. And what the Lord has promised them now became theirs because they chose to praise before they even went in, before they even took that city, before they even got that breakthrough. Yeah. We're a victorious people. We are made to win. We were created to conquer. We're not created to just let life slide by. And here's the thing. God moves not after or not before we praise, but after we praise. God never intervened until he saw something from us. And I'll say, you know, I can think of stories right now. Paul and Silas, what did they do before God intervened? Praised in the jail cell. Then the jail cell shook and they were freed. Um, Jehoshaphat. When he brought, or when three armies came against Jehoshaphat, it was, they fasted and prayed for three days, but it wasn't until the praisers went forward and worshipped God that the angels were sent out to defeat the armies. After they praised. Same thing. Shout, for the Lord has given you the victory. God wants us to be victorious in bad circumstances, and it also not only glorifies God because it shows the world who we are. It shows the world that our God is stronger than anyone on this um, earth. Our God is more powerful than any circumstance that comes against us. It's a testimony under the believer to show the world what we are, who we are in Christ. And it's going to be testimonies of when we praise, when we glorify God. How do you think the Roman jailer got saved? When Paul and Silas praised, 
How do you think he got saved? It's when he saw the jail cell shake and all the prisoners ran out. If they didn't praise, that jailer would have never been saved. Our praise opens doors for others to become Christians. It opens breakthrough. Our praise will touch others because they're going to see something different about us. I remember, you know, when the hood of my car, or the, yeah, the hood, the hood for our, our car flew off, and I remember walking in the wood. <laughs> that's a that's a story for another time, but <laughs> but I remember walking back into the office, and no, and I goofed off, and I, I had a good time, and everyone said something's different. Why? You, like they literally thought something was mentally wrong with me, because how can I go in still happy when the hood of my car blew off? It makes no sense to the world how you can carry a victorious stance. And a bad circumstance, but it's a testimony because they know I serve God. They know I have something that no one else has. They know I have something that the world doesn't have and can't offer them because of the victory God's given me. Amen. I was telling Zane too um, when we were driving home today. <laughs> I told him the kingdom of God is different than the things of this world. God has set in place um, the things that we have to do to see him work on our behalf and even with our praise. When we do something for someone, we thank them after the thing is already done. But with the Lord, we thank him before the thing happens because he's it's all an operation of faith in what you want to see happen in your life. It's the amount of faith that you will put into action in your life. And so even that, God will see that, okay, this person is operating in faith. I will work on his or her behalf. And even with that, I, it was just like a revelation for me. Like, yeah, we thank people after they've done something for us, but with the Lord, we thank him before. Even you go back to the Old Testament and you see the tabernacle when it was set up. They entered his gates with um, thanksgiving and entered his courts with praise that's what got them into the presence of God was before they even went into the um, holy of holies before they even went into the presence of God they had to praise and thank God for um, the things that they have um, he has done for them and so even with that it's um, even with giving the the world says to withhold and you will gain, you will become rich. But the word of God says that when you give freely, that he will pour into your lap exceedingly abundantly. He will pour into your lap that um, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And so it doesn't make sense in the natural mind. It doesn't make sense in this world. But when we do what the, what the word of God says, it says to enter his gates with um, thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise and that he will inhabit our praise, um, the praises of his people. God operates from a sowing and reaping stance. Everything we do has to do with sowing and reaping. When we sow praise, we put a demand on God to move. You know, and he's not going to make us look foolish. He's not going to make us sit there and praise and then not show up. Because also that shows the world that he's not really real. Just like Elijah, when he called down fire from heaven, he thanked God and made an altar. And when he, when he called fire down from heaven, it struck the altar. And then he made fun of the peoples whose gods were fake. I'm not going to sit here and let, watch everyone else make fun of me because I'm calling on my God and it's not working. When I praise, I know God's going to move on my behalf. When I give thanks, I know God's going to move because I'm, for one, I'm putting my neck on the line on God, and he's not going to see that forsaken. He honors our praises. He honors our thanksgiving. It's sowing and reaping. Everything is sowing and reaping. 
And even God, it says that he watches over his word to perform it. Mm -hmm. So if his word says that he will inhabit our praises, he will inhabit our praises. He He's not a God that, li God that lies. And so he has to watch over his word to perform it. And so that's why we have to come to the um the room and you you ask him for the things that you want but you come with the word of god you come with the truth of god you come with the word so that you can see those things happen you remind him of what he said in his word and the word says that he inhabits the praises of his people so he has to come when we praise and um, even in Romans 8.37, it says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And Pastor Miranda was talking about Moses where they held up his arm. And that was the victory sense. And so if this is what the word of God says, that we are more than conquerors, what is more than a conqueror? A conqueror is someone that wins a battle, that wins um, something, but more than a conqueror. Jesus died for us, so we don't even need to go to battle. We don't even need to go out and win that um, whatever it is, whatever situation we, we are in. We don't need to go out and do that because God already, Jesus has already won it when he died on the cross and when he resurrected. And so the word of God says that we are more than conquerors. So we have to look more than conquerors. We have to look like we are victors. We have to look like that because the word of God says that we are that. So we have to look like that. It doesn't matter if our circumstance, we might be sick. We might um, not have enough money. We might not have the things that we need necessary in our life. But when we know that we are more than conquerors, that we will come through no matter what the battle is, that we will praise the Lord and we will see it happen because we are more than conquerors. And that's a problem promise to his children how do you praise your way through breakthrough how do you praise your way into breakthrough through thanksgiving and supplication the bible says do not be anxious about anything but in everything offer up prayer thanksgiving and supplication and make your request known to god you have to go into the throne room with thanksgiving and praise do not be anxious about your circumstance because it doesn't matter God's got it covered. You have to trust in God. You have to begin to put your faith in God. Praise. No matter the circumstance. Praise. Praise. It's the only way we see it done. We have to begin to thank God for what he's done in our lives, and we have to begin to thank God for the things he's going to do in our yeah. lives. It doesn't matter if it's done or not. I have seed in the ground now. I'm already thanking God for the return on it. I'm not waiting till it happens. I'm thanking God now. I'm not waiting till something happens and then thanking God. That might be how the world operates, but I'm sowing it now expecting to reap it. You don't wait till someone gives you something and then you receive. You have to begin to sow first and then receive. It doesn't work the opposite. Yeah. You, it's like a job. You put your time in, then you get paid. Not the other way around. And yeah, even I remember when I first got saved or maybe it was like two years into um, when I got saved. And I remembering, remember asking myself, like, am I going to keep asking God for the very same thing over and over until I see it happen? And in my spirit, I felt like the Lord told me, no, you come 
like he said, you come at supplication, you come asking him, but you offer it up with thanksgiving. And so you pray. And that's what I, I got that revelation. I was like, wow, Lord. Yeah, I can ask you. And it says you don't um, I we're not saying that don't pray because you have to pray. That's our communication, our direct communication with God. But when we pray, we have to make sure that it is covered with thanksgiving because that's what will bring that um, that prayer into existence. That's what will bring bring God into manifested into our situation and so even now even think of the things that you might have not seen in your life yet that you want to see you might have prayed already for it but now switch it around and praise God that's what my prayer life is even now I walk around my home and I thank him that for the things that I am I might not have now but I will see because it's the thanksgiving it's the fruit of our lips with that God will he has to make happen in our lives because we are praising him for those things you know I want you to think about King David where did he start before he was ever a king where did he start? He started in a, in a field with a harp worshiping God. He didn't start in the palace. He was anointed to be there, but he didn't start there. But he worked his way there, and, and I'm telling you, he worked his way there through praise, through loving God. And even in um, King, between King David and King Saul, King Saul was a man of stature. King Saul was a man of good looks. King Saul was a natural leader. He had all the qualities. He had all the things that you would consider being a leader. And David, he was the youngest son. He wasn't even recognized. But God saw him because he worshipped him. God saw him because he worshipped him. You may not be the most qualified person, but if you have a heart for God, he's going to use you. Saul was the most qualified person, but there's a difference. It was the heart. I wrote a couple things down. The difference between King David and King Saul. David loved God. Saul was a people pleaser. Saul, he did things to make the people happy with him. He wanted praise for himself. He did things so the people would love him. He never focused on God. No matter what the circumstance was, no matter what David did wrong, he always went back to God with a repentant heart. Saul never did that. Your heart has to be made right, and God will elevate a heart that is after him. God will elevate a heart that loves him. You have to begin to drop down your walls. You have to begin to drop down pride. have to drop down the things that will hold you back from moving forward with God and say, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you, Lord, that you are keeping me here forever. I thank you, Lord, that I am moving from glory to glory, from victory to victory. Take on a mentality that God has better for you because he does. You're not going to stay in the same position forever. David was a shepherd boy. He was not supposed to be a king. He was supposed to watch sheep. But that's not where God had him. God had him in a different place. God brought him as a king through worship, through praise. It wasn't through the circumstance he was in. It was through his praise that elevated him to the top. I had a thought, but I forgot. (laughs) What was it? All right. Saul carried pride. Saul carried pride into his life. And when he became king, it got worse. You know, it started out where he went to the temple and he offered up a sacrifice. But he drifted away from that. God wants to use you, but you can never allow pride to enter your life. 
You have to begin to say, God, use me. It doesn't matter your qualifications. You may be more qualified. You may not be underqualified. But God, that doesn't matter to God. He has good things for you. He will make good things happen for the children that love him. He will make good things happen for the people after God's own heart. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your circumstance. It doesn't matter the place where you're at now. God is going to move you to a position through your praise. You have to begin to get down and say, Lord, use me for your greater purpose. Use me. David wrote the whole book of Psalms. That's the biggest book in the Bible. He was full of thanksgiving and praised God. You don't write the biggest book in the Bible if you don't love the Lord. He loved the Lord. It's full of praise and thanksgiving. It has to be through your praise. It has to be. You can't focus on your troubles. You can't focus on the things around you. God wants to elevate you and it's through the praise that you do it. It's not through the circumstance. It's not through the problem you're going through. It's through God using you in that circumstance and bringing you out of it. And that speaks to people. David, he didn't wallow in sorrow. It, it said, when they were, um, when all the women and, uh, and children were taken and all the plunder was taken, David went, he sought after the Lord, came back to his men and said, let's go get him back. He had a plan. He went to God first, then he came back and he had a plan. It wasn't like he said, oh, what am I going to do now? He had to go back to God. He always went after God. He always went to God and said, Lord, what do I do? Saul never did that. He didn't care about what God wanted. He, stay, he did his own thing. You have to have your heart right with God. Make sure you're in a place that you're always running back to the person who brought you to the top. Run back to the person who has the best for you. Run back. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter when I'm at the top. I'm never going to forsake God. God. I'm never going to say I did this on my own. Lord, I know where I started and I know where I've been. But God has brought me to a point where I'm going higher and I'm not going to leave him. I'm not going to forget about what he did. I'm not going to forget about where God brought me from. I'm thanking God all the way. You can never allow yourself to get so prideful you forget who put you there in the first place. Amen. And even with that, um, even in the word of God, it says that those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who are humble will be exalted. And even in that, we cannot say the very day that we say that we got ourselves to this point, that we got ourselves these things that the Lord has given us, then that's the day that God will stop working on our behalf. But if we have a heart of thanksgiving, if we have a heart of thankfulness and say, thank you, Lord, that you have given me this job. Thank you, Lord, that you have given me this breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for even the things that I am believing for, that you have given me these things. If we say that we have done it, then we are prideful. We are, God will um, humble us. And that's what the word of God says, that those who are humbled will be exalted and he will work on your behalf. He cannot work on, a, on, on behalf of someone who is prideful. It's all about our heart. It's all about even, I know it's been ingrained in us, this the whole month of February, that it's about our heart. It's not about the songs. It's not about your circumstance. It's about our heart and our love for God. And that's what David did. He had a heart after God's own heart. And when we have a heart after God's own heart, he will work on our behalf. Yeah. Your heart has to be after God. It can't be in yourself. It can't be in the circumstance. And pride has to be let go. That's why people never worship. And that's why for some people, raising their hands in church can be so difficult because of pride and them surrendering themselves to God. It's one of the most difficult things to do. You know, I remember when I was a kid, it was difficult for me at the age of 10 to do that. I didn't want to raise my hands in church when I was 10. But I did it. I remember that time. 
How can a 10-year-old, I saw it, men didn't do that. You see this prideful thing that people carry, and, you know, you, you, you have to surrender yourself to God. It's about surrendering, and God will never use pride. God can never, no matter the gift, no matter the talent, no matter the calling, God will never elevate pride. You have to have a humble heart. I may not be the most qualified. I may not be the most um, efficient. I may not even be the best pianist, but it doesn't matter. God is going to use me because I'm hum- I've humbled myself, and I'm never looking at myself as my own talent. I'm never looking and saying, this is something I've done for myself. This is something that I can do, and I'm never going to carry pride. So God is going to elevate me because of the humbleness. And I, you'll never see me afraid to praise God. You'll never see me afraid to give glory to where glory is due. And give honor to where honor is due. Because it goes to God. Your heart has to be right. Pride will destroy you. Pride will keep you in a position to where you'll never grow and never be used by God. You have to carry a humble heart. Do you have anything in that? Um, even I re- remember hearing um, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. and he talked about he every day he wrote a list of pray um, praise points, not prayer points, but praise points and things that God has done in his life. Because if he has God has done it, even in the song it says that you are faithful, God, you will never change. He is a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did for you in the past, he can do for you. What he did for someone else, he can do for you because he's no respecter of person. And so even in that, he wrote on the things that has happened that he thanked God for. Because when you have that heart of thanksgiving, when out of the abundance of your heart is only the good things that God has done for you, you will see that um, happen in your life. You will see breakthrough come. You will see the very thing that you're believing for come because of the uh, out of the abundance of your heart. Your mouth will speak. And even if you don't have, if you have a lack of faith, the word of God says that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God and so if you lack faith in your life go and listen to sermons that will um, encourage you that will build that faith read the word of God because the word of God is what will feed you we eat food so that we can be um we can be strengthened physically but we eat the word of God so we can be spiritually um strengthened and that's what the word of God is it's our food it's our manna it's our daily bread and that's how we build our faith is with the word of God by hearing um, sermons that will encourage our faith, that will build our faith. And then when we hear things like that, I know the reason why I speak the things that I want to see happen because I put myself around um, people that will encourage me, that t- say, that preaches that way. I put myself in church, be- and our pastors, they preach those things. I put uh, myself around um, even other people in the ministry that will um, that will help me, that will build my faith in the areas that I might be lacking faith in. And so when you build your faith up, when you have the an abundance of the word of God in your heart, it will naturally come out. When you have out of the abundance of your heart, when you know, remember the things that God has done for you, it will naturally come out. Yeah. It has to be in your heart. Yeah, can you come to the keyboard, please? It has to be in your heart. Praise has to be in your heart. It cannot be something that is faked. It cannot be something that you just put on a show. It has to be from your heart. And that's where the whole humbleness thing comes in. If praise doesn't come from the heart, if it doesn't come from your own bedroom, 
or your own place of worship, how do you think it's going to come from up here? How do you think it's going to come from when you come to church? Your praise with God starts in your own home. It starts with the humbleness that you offer up to God in your bedroom, sitting in your closet, worshiping God.